When you need your work truck to work as hard as you do, trust Delphi Technologies to deliver the parts built for the toughest work environments. From construction sites to long distance hauling, go with the aftermarket supplier known for its 100 plus years of OE heritage and expertise. Go to DelphiAftermarket.com today. Welcome everyone to the podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ross. Now, anyone who has been working in the automotive aftermarket for any period of time at all is aware that sometimes the returns you get from customers, whether it's a retail person off the street or a, uh, even one of your professional good customers, are returned for reasons that you know are best known between, I guess, them and God, because you look at the part, it looks fine. Sometimes it's not even a part that you sold them, uh, but often you just kind of shrug and say, well, you know, they're a good customer or what am I going to do? And kind of pass that up, up the line and kick the can down the road to, to the, the suppliers. Now, while one part here and there isn't necessarily a big issue, accumulatively, it does really add up. Uh, with me today uh, on the podcast is Ben Brucato, who's leading an effort called Check the Part on behalf of the Automotive Aftermarket Suppliers Association, but it's really uh, trying to coalesce what this uh, issue brings, uh, how bad it is or how much it costs the industry, and how we can address it in a, a really a straightforward and effective manner. Welcome to the podcast, Ben. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. It's uh, it's very much a pleasure to be here and, uh, and very near and dear to my heart is talking about warranty returns and really uh, at a more of a macro level, the automotive aftermarket. I grew up in this industry and I've been in this industry uh, my entire career. Um, and, and so maybe to step back, so I work for the Automotive Aftermarket Suppliers Association, which is the trade association in North America representing the suppliers, so the manufacturers of parts uh, on the aftermarket side. And as we we talk about one of the biggest challenges for suppliers and really for the industry is this this concern of warranty returns. This is not a new uh, issue by any means, as you mentioned. Uh, this is something that's been ongoing for many many years. Um, but but the but the issue is uh, is still an incredibly um, challenging issue. And uh, and so what uh, what happened um, about two years ago is the Automotive Sales Council actually addressed this and we're talking about warranty returns and uh, and the challenges to both channel partners, suppliers, shops. I mean, the, the, the issue is enormous. And, and when you look at the automotive aftermarket, this is one of the industries that has the you know number one issue warranty returns as far as compared to other types of industries um but in order to address this the automotive sales council put a team together of of a group of suppliers uh to address you know i, I hate to say it, but the low-hanging fruit when it comes to warranty returns and so asa as the association that represents the suppliers uh we thought very important to be full support and help this initiative along and to bring awareness uh, to the industry. Uh, and so maybe it'd be helpful just to, at a, at a high level, looking at uh, what the cost is uh, and and what, uh, uh, what the challenge is, is we're looking at at least a, a little bit over $600 million a year 
in just fraudulent returns. And so that's the big key there. And that's really the focus uh, of Check to Park. Um, and it's really to address these fraudulent returns. So what, uh, I mean, uh, 600 million, that's US dollars uh, that we're talking about here, which, you know, at current rates is uh, getting uh, somewhere around uh, 900 million Canadian. So getting close to that billion dollar mark, right? Which is, yeah. is a, a shocking number. Uh, what constitutes a fraudulent uh, warranty return as opposed to kind of a standard, uh, you know, unfortunately still very high level of, of, kind yeah. of, run, of run of business uh, returns? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And so traditionally the industry has uh, as focused and a lot of suppliers have training programs on the importance of diagnostics. We know that a lot of parts are returned because uh, it necessarily it wasn't the part that failed, but it just didn't fix the problem on the vehicle. Uh, and so we've always focused on the diagnostic aspects of it. Right now we're focused on even more simpler than that, and that's this fraudulent. And so when we talk about fraudulent and really the core of Check the Part, Check the Part, this campaign is just trying to promote um, parts professionals to, number one, open the box, uh, inspect the part, and validate the part. So really just looking at the product and making sure that if it's a fuel pump returned, that it's an actual fuel pump in the box, and that it is the proper brand. So this 600 million US dollars, we're talking about bricks in a box. Box. Right. We're talking about, you know, um, you know, a water pump that comes back and it's supposed to be an exhaust return. You know, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, things that you would think, okay, well, an exhaust part's not gonna fit in a small little water pump box. And yet there has just become a um a, a behavior of over customer satisfaction to the point of we'll allow them to return anything and we won't even look at the box. So the purpose of check the box and check the part is letting customers know, hey, we're not going to question your return. Was there a little bit of grease on it? Is this, the, you know, but hey, we're going to open it. And if it's a brick, we're not taking it back. Uh, that alone seems so basic and so easy. But that's six hundred million dollars, uh, and that's the importance of this. Well, that 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 that's amazing. I certainly have heard in you know from other kind of on the retail side, uh, anecdotal uh, accounts of you know people returning big screen TV boxes, and it's just a piece of plywood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing. So that's the sort of thing that we're really talking about focusing on here, then, isn't it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, you can see multiple industries like you mentioned you know on the um uh tv and uh electronics more and more companies and retailers are going to this there's a sticker on it that says before you return this you have to call the customer support or in order to return it go through the manufacturer and it just it's it's not necessarily about a barrier but it is uh about validating that and so we're not even as far as going that um to that level yet, I think, uh, but really trying to train uh, individuals to to look inside and, and see. It's incredible. We have a, a website now, the checkthepart.com uh, website, and uh, parts professionals can go on the website, mobile um, friendly, and take pictures of product or 
items that are returned and then they can submit it saying, oh, wow, I, I opened the box today and there was, you know, a uh, a tennis shoe and it was supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, a belt. And so they take a picture of it and say, hey, I'm sorry, you know, if you bring the belt back, you know, you can return this item. But, you know, and customers will start realizing once stores are opening that box, they won't try to pull this anymore. Right. Um, have, but, have you received any of those kinds of uh, So this just went live uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'm not uh, I'm not sure. Um, it, the, the great thing is this is a brand agnostic and industry website. So a lot of different suppliers, Dorman and and Gates and MPA uh, and, and many others are involved in this Uh uh, so we're all involved in the website and uh, and looking and seeing what's going on. So uh, I, I don't have an update on uh, from you, but we did have some uh, we did a few pilot runs and went into some of the warehouses of the suppliers to look through the the, the bins. And we found all sorts of things. Probably one of the funniest was, you know, the carabiners that you can that the um, in a warehouse that for safety you put on when you're going up and down getting boxes off of the, the shelves. Um, there was one of those in the box for, uh, you know, like a $10 sensor. And they said, well, actually this is worth more money than the sensor is, which is, uh, interesting. So there's really no telling what you would, uh, you would find in a box. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. It's, well, it's amazing. It, it just, it all adds to, you know, the awareness uh, to me anyway, like uh, obviously the fraud is, I mean, it's kind of a, a slam dunk. This stuff yeah. shouldn't be coming back and, and uh, you know, no money should be uh, being returned to somebody sending, a, you know, a, an alternator box back with, a, you know, a squeak toy in it or something. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, but even beyond that, I mean, the, the issue of returns in the aftermarket, I mean, we, you know, we, we're all aware of the kind of very loose uh, policies that are generally uh, whether or not it's uh, written this way, but in, in practice, you know, kind of take anything back. Right. And, yeah. and, yeah. and that's, that's the reputation. And from what I'm seeing, it's like one in five uh, yeah. parts that are, are sold come back. Is, is that still the case? Yeah, it, it's, it is. And so when you see if you know, I came from the, uh, the supplier background and, and, and on a traditional supplier now, of course, some products are just not return items. So oil filters don't get returned, right? Uh, but fuel pumps and rotating electrical, huge area of return. And so when you look at some of these suppliers and the products that they're getting back and they have, let's say a 20% return rate, which is not unusual for some of these products. The unfortunate thing is they're finding that sometimes less than 1% is of those returns are actually defective. Right. So you've got a huge amount of products that are coming back that were just never installed. You, you get products that come back that aren't even your product. So you sell a XYZ fuel pump, and then you get returned a fuel pump that looks like it was, you know, 20 years old, and it's got the OE, you know, um, stamp still on it. And you're like, okay, this is obviously not the one that was sold two days ago. Right. So there's just a whole list of different things. Uh, and then you look at that, okay, we got 20% product coming back, only one or less percent is defective. Let's close this gap, you know, and, you know, it's a, um, there's a balance on just about anything, you know, you want, and we're, we, we encourage customer service from the distribution level. Absolutely. 
but we're still saying you can still provide customer service and integrity by at least telling customers, hey, sorry, we can't accept a brick when you're returning, you know, when you're trying to return a product. And I would think that most customers would, wouldn't argue, wouldn't fight with that. They wouldn't call corporate and say, oh, they wouldn't let me return this brick, but that they would know the following time, okay, maybe I'll think twice before I go back to that store and and try to, you know, scam them. And, and it's just creating that uh, that habit. I think every distributor uh, and every retail or WD location would be happy to know that their store has a reputation of, uh, you know, customer service, but also being responsible when products are being returned. Right. I mean, it's certainly not something that was, you know, you know, is it being addressed specifically in uh, in this initiative? But just as I was, you know, thinking about the issue and preparing for for uh, for this episode, you know, the the idea that as a, a job or business, as, as an auto parts store, or as a distributor, that you stand behind the brands and products that you're selling yeah. to give a little pushback. Say, you know, this is a good product. There's nothing wrong with this product. Uh, yeah. And you haven't even tried, you know, because it, it, it you know, the, the idea that, you know, warranty returns, well, you know, I, I just sent it back because, you know, just amongst their friends, maybe whether it's at a shop or if it's a retail customer saying, oh, I sent it back. Uh, darn thing was, you know, didn't work or whatever yeah sure uh, you know and, and to be able to say well look there's nothing wrong with this product it works perfectly fine um is yeah. you know speaks to you know that kind of larger issue of you know if you're selling quality products you should stand behind your products sure and customer service is you know paramount of course uh but there's a as you say there's a balance right there's... yeah absolutely yeah but the customer's yeah. always right until until they're really 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 wrong and they're, they're yeah, I mean, we don't expect this on any other industry. We would never go back to an apparel uh, or, or a uh, you know a, a Best Buy or anything like that. And place a a book inside of a box and expect you know for the a refund for an iPad. You know, we would never you know they would say yeah, this is ridiculous. You would be deemed pretty much crazy for doing that. And yet. People think that it doesn't happen in the automotive uh, industry, but when we go to warehouses for the suppliers, when we go through these bins, it's packed. It's it, it's not uh, it's not uncommon every day to find these uh, parts in their boxes uh, in their return bins, which right. needs to stop. Yeah, just it makes a lot of sense. And of course, by the time it gets into you know the manufacturer's returns department, you know. It's 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 kind of I wouldn't say it's necessarily too late, but it's kind of you know it's gone up the line a long ways, and, sure. and uh, you know to be able to have the counter person, uh, professionals in the stores, or or uh, you know whoever's first first on scene with the, looking at that box to take a look in it, and and you know be the front line and stopping that fraud uh, yeah. is is really the way to do it. It makes a lot of sense. It stops that getting into back into the system. It sends a really uh, I think effective message. Mm-hmm. To probably a small number of chronic actors who yes. this is just what they want to do, you know, and, and they do this at your store, they do this at somebody else's store, they run the, the gamut through your community of, of uh thievery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thievery and fraud, you know, uh and and uh letting them uh these folks know and sending that message that you're not gonna play that game is is super important uh, and and will pay f- for certainly pay dividends for the aftermarket uh, at large. Is that kind of the 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just to mention, you know, obviously it's a, uh, it's an easy example to use, you know, the brick or the part that's not, you know, what's being returned, but you know, it's, it goes deeper to um, uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, if you, if a customer buys a product, you know, and two days later return the product and it looks like it's, you know, 10 years old, 20 years old, you know, the, you know, the parts professionals should know, Hey, you bought this two days ago. This is, a, a, you know, a used product, you know, this is an OE product or, Hey, this is not the brand that we sold you. This is a completely different, you know, from a different location. And, and I know sometimes it gets a little bit trickier to know which part is which, especially when you have private label. Um, <clears throat> but we're not trying to, uh, and uh, this check the part initiative isn't trying to solve the entire issue of warranty returns because there are multiple facets but starting the process, again, as I mentioned earlier, the low-hanging fruit, the easy wins is where we want to start. And that's a, a make will make a huge impact. That's great. Yeah, it sounds sounds like a, a, a really uh, important initiative, easy one to implement. Uh, open the box. Take a yeah. look. You get a part back. Uh, open the box. Take a look. Is it is it what <laughs> what you sold? It is a, it is it a part at all? Yep. That's exactly uh, right. It's easy. Check, you know, open the box, check the part. That's all you got to do. Check the part and then go from there. Great. Thanks very much, Mr. Bracato, Ben Bracato, yeah. the Check the Part Initiative of the Automotive Aftermarket Suppliers Association. We'll put the link in the show notes here. Uh, and uh, easy peasy, check the part. That's it. Pop it at the front door. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks very much, uh, Ben, for being on the podcast. Everybody, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll catch you next time. You're listening to the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast, brought to you by the publishers of Indie Garage and Jobber Nation. Connect with us online at indiegarage.ca and jobbernation.ca, a brand of chat integrated media. Pothole damage to a vehicle's chassis is always a concern, no matter the size or time of year. If the worst does happen, you can count on Delphi Technologies steering and suspension parts to get your customers back on the road again. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com.